Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by a comic shop. Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with generous support of listeners like you. For more Nerdy Show podcasts, community forums, and to learn how you can support this and other fine Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Ladies and gentlemen, from the borough of Queens, in the city of New York, this is the Epic Piecast with your hosts, Nelson Lugo and Schaefer the Dark Lord. Ladies and gentlemen, coming to you from the beautiful and spacious Studio 6C in Astoria, Queens. This is the Epic Piecast, episode 48. I am your host, Nelson Lugo. I am your other host, Schaefer the Dark Lord. And we are back, nerds and nerdettes, dudes and dudettes, ladies, gentlemen, gentlemen, ladies, lady, gentlemen, and everyone else in between. And Mm -hmm. Nelson Lugo, you're here. (laughs) And I'm here. So nice to have you back this month for the full episode. (laughs) All right. That's right. I'm on time. Uh, That's a callback to when I was late. See episode 47. (laughs) Yes. Uh, And uh, yeah, you know what? I want to keep this part of the the podcast a little bit short because we actually have an exciting interview uh, coming up. Um, So what do you want to talk about, Shafes? Well, gosh, it's mm. uh, the end of October. It's right. almost November. Yep. Uh, I know I made a vow several episodes ago. I would try to not acknowledge the month that this gets released because most <laughs> people are going to listen to it a few days later, but I don't give a shit. Happy Halloween! Happy Halloween! This is Halloween. This Woo. is Halloween. 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 Whoa. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I love Halloween. I do too. I love it so fucking oh, much. Oh, how much do you love it? I love it so much. I actually created a thing. I saw your thing. I last year as a as a joke uh i decided i was going to rewrite the lyrics to the 12 days of christmas mm-hmm. and post a new uh lyric every single day leading up to halloween but i started really early like i started like around october 7th or something and by like october uh 15th i got bored with the joke and so i didn't want to do it anymore so i just basically just posted the entire thing and then just let it go i remember uh then a really wonderful uh, friend of mine named Stephanie uh, Pouillard. I hope I'm getting that correct. You probably aren't. I'm, I'm probably You're terrible with names. I am. I'm probably mangling her name, but she is lovely. Uh, she is an expat living in London, and she uh, decided to do something really, really kind for me, and she actually recorded my lyrics to the music of the 12 Days of Christmas and sent it to me as a gift. 
Aww. And it was already late in, in October, so I couldn't really do anything with it. And I just kind of like kept it as, for myself as this neat little present that I got to have out of a thing that I created and she put music to. Then this year, I decided, you know what? I'm going to do something with it. I'm going to do something really crazy. Oh, you and slept on that recording for a year? On a, yeah, okay. for a whole year. Uh, and I decided I was going to uh, do something really dumb and really silly and really goofy. And I decided I was going to make a music video <laughs> <laughs> uh, using her lyrics and this hodgepodge of Halloween props that I've gathered over the years. And uh, so it's been, as of today, as of this recording, it it was released. Uh, It's called The 13 Days of Halloween, uh, lyrics by Nelson Lugo, vocals by Stephanie Pouillard. Um, and uh, check the show notes. Uh, no, we'll put it up in the show notes. You yeah. can see it. It's great. I like it. I think it's dumb and makes me giggle. Oh, it's adorable. Yeah. <laughs> it gets the Schaefer stamp of approval. So you got a recording back from somebody you're collaborating with, and then you, yeah. s- you didn't do anything with it. You slept on it for a year. Yeah. You know, in my line of work, uh, in the nerdcore community, <laughs> yes. that's called business as usual. <laughs> We sleep on stuff for so long. No, but you, but you know what? You didn't this time because uh, you just released a thing with a whole bunch of rappers. Okay, so all right, and that took you what a, 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 a five days, four we, days? It, it was it was basically one for the nerdcore record books. <laughs> yes. Uh, last week on uh, Jeopardy, uh-huh. uh, one of the contestants who uh, Susan Cole sure. had a four day run. Sure. Took home a lot of money. During the uh, interviewing the contestant segments, she said that her favorite genre of music was nerdcore hip hop. So Alex Trebek asked her, "What what is nerdcore hip hop?" Sure, she explained question. that it's it's rap music from people who identify as nerdy, uh, who are rapping about video games and science fiction and difficulty finding romantic partners, etc. Yeah. And then Alex Trebek quipped, "Oh, losers!" In other words, so he did he did follow up that by saying, "I'm just teasing." Oh, I'll remember that next time somebody insults you online and follows it up with. It's just a joke. Well, come on. Alex Trebek doesn't have a mean bone in his entire body. I'm not taking issue with Alex Trebek. I'm taking issue with the defense of just kidding. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. So anyway, uh, I didn't get my feelings hurt by this. I don't care. Why would you? But the nerdcore scene was set ablaze by it. <laughs> yes, it was. Megaran then recorded a 12-bar verse that he re- delivered a cappella into his phone and posted that online. That <laughs> clip response went viral. Oh, M- wow. MC Chris posted some status about it that went kind of viral. And then it started getting press. Uprocks. Um, oh, wow. BuzzFeed. Really? Entertainment Weekly. What? Spin. Holy shit. TMZ. Are you fucking kidding All me? All of these sites started running this story about how Alex Trebek insulted this obscure genre of dork music uh-huh. and the scene rose up and, and responded. Sure, blah, blah, blah. sure, sure, sure. For all of the press that this has gotten and for all of the uh, whatever Alex Trebek said and how it, it yeah. enraged fans of nerdcore, right. I, I got to give him props and mostly I got to give Susan Cole props for saying nerdcore hip hop on TV. Sure, that's one. And also for killing it at Jeopardy. What up, Susan Cole? Yeah, four days. Um, that, poof. yeah. I, I gotta I gotta give the whole thing props because I have not seen the nerdcore community this unified in years. Once upon <laughs> Over a time, anything, yes. once upon a time when there were like a dozen of us, we were like all really tight, and then the scene kind of grew, and there became a lot more rappers, and yeah. then of course everybody's beefs and egos got the better of them, and then there were fights and feuds, and sure. people don't work sure. with one another, and blah blah blah, like, yeah. like any artistic like, community, yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
see burlesque and (laughs) egos and and entitlements and i get it but it got a bunch of us like kind of fired up and so one of my peers reached out to a bunch of us and said hey why don't we write a posse track sure responding to the alex trebek thing and we'll all team up and it happened yeah with 13 rappers it's epic with a music video it's epic i cannot stress enough how unusual it is to get 13 rappers to give 13 rappers a deadline yeah and say of like 24 hours yeah i say you got to get this done with a video clip and have them all pull it off again like there are songs that i have not finished that i've been sleeping on for a year <laughs> and people that i work with who've been sleeping on stuff that i've sent them for a year right and this thing got turned around by the end of the following weekend it is a 13 rapper posse cut that yeah. features mc front a lot beefy MC Hawking, Richie Branson, Michael Kill, Samus, Whitey Cracker, Dual Core, Jesse Dangerously, MC Lars, Megaran, Dr. Awkward, and me. Fucking fuck. And it's a cute song. Yeah, I actually like it. I like it a lot. It's it's it's, it's, it's really snappy and and really catchy. It's what you would expect a diss track from the old brigade. Of, like the new <laughs> the new crew, the new guard in, in Nerdcore, the yeah. younger the yeah. younger rappers. Like sure. they're probably a lot more mean spirited with one another. Sure. I mean, I've seen some mean spirited feuds yeah. in Nerdcore. Don't of get course. me wrong. Of course. But this particular crew, it's a lot of the older guys and like some newer blood like Richie Branson and Sam. Sure. But for 13 of us dissing him, nobody's really that mean. No, not at all. We're it's, all a, it's actually it's actually very tongue in cheek. Like I don't think anyone is really taking it seriously other than here, here's an opportunity to to uh rap about a thing that we're all passionate about yeah. to someone who was naysaying it. It was just and it you was know? just exciting to see us like a bunch of us get to I was uh, it's actually really kind of wonderful. I I I watched it a few times and I got to tell you for something that was pulled together, like as hodgepodge as it as it may have been, it really kind of works in this really wonderful, funny, campy, wink wink, nudge nudge, tongue in cheek kind of way that is kind of lovely to watch and hear. Sure. So yeah. A uh, big shout out to MC Hawking who organized the whole thing. Oh, did he? Was, you got to be idea? like, you got to be pretty old school to like know MC Hawking. He was like one of the original <laughs> nerdcore guys, and he's been a little dormant for a while, but he's working on a new record now. Oh, wonderful! Uh, he organized the whole thing. Michael Kill produced the beat and also sequenced all of the the verses. Oh, nice. Uh, Cecil Cecil Nick, who I don't know who that is. He mixed Sick Passenger. Oh, and he mastered Sex Rhymes. Oh, wow. Okay. He uh, he mastered the track, and then MC Hawking collected all of our video clips and edited it, and it all got done. Wow. Over the course of a week and thirteen rappers, and I still can't believe I'm saying that that wow. it actually happened. So uh, that was a, that was a nice well little done. unifying moment for Nerdcore. Good job, everybody. And well, congratulations done. to Susan Cole. Uh, and also thank you to Susan Cole because you inadvertently brought us all together and made us all work together on something for the first time in years. And that's, uh, you know, that's if, a very special thing. That happened. If there was a, if there was an, an event or some sort of music festival for uh pop culture friendly music um i hope she gets invited as some kind of like guest of honor oh if only there were something like that like an annual music festival for nerdy all right i know um so that will that uh that video will be in the show notes as well check it out um we both created music videos this weekend yes (laughs) that's what we did and they both dropped it the same day yes they did and i had no idea you were doing it you had no idea i was doing it uh Wowzers. Uh, are we the same person? Uh, no. Okay, good. 
Good, good, good. But I am the <laughs> white, untattooed version of you. <laughs> no, there's so many. There's so many. We haven't mentioned this in a while, but it's still so just kind of inexplicable that we are besties because other than our pop culture interests yeah. and, and a lot of our just sensibilities sure. and, and, like and on, attitudes on about paper, things. This shouldn't work. No, <laughs> nothing in common. I am. We have a lot in common. What are you talking about? Well, mostly pop culture and sensibilities and, and, and sort of uh, many things about our belief systems. But, sure. But once you strip that away, no, like, we still we have we actually our 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 ethics and and um, moral uh, value systems are sure. pretty much in line. I'm a uh, drug addict. <laughs> Not well. You are a drug virgin. <laughs> I'm a musician. Yeah. You're a misspelled musician. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> um. So, so, so uh, I guess I, I I named actually more things that we have in common than I did differences. Yes, so I, yes, you I, did. All right. Yes, you did. I will go with I am the white non-tattooed okay. version of you. Uh, uh, but, but you, you were consuming some, uh, some, uh, ethnic, um, pop culture media recently. <laughs> How's that for a segue? Uh, fucking great. Yeah. That's fucking great. Yeah. Last month, Nelson showed up late to the program yes, and when yes. he showed up, he spent most of his time chiding me for not having watched I, the Get Down. I was not Netflix. chiding you at all. You had white guilt. Let me tell the story okay, the way I remember Okay, fair it. enough. And it. you chided me because I had not enjoyed, because uh-huh. as I went on and on about how many times I've watched Stranger Things, yeah. that I had not yet watched The Get Down on sure. Netflix. I begrudgingly conceded the points. Conceded and, and agreed at the uh-huh. end. All uh-huh. right, I'll, I'll check it out. Sure. So I watched it entirely between the night we recorded uh-huh. and the night that the episode aired. Oh, And I wow. was disappointed that I couldn't go in and like edit the episode and say, hold on, you guys, I watched The Get Down, because it was great. Yeah? Oh, I just... I couldn't get enough of it. That's so good. It's six episodes. First one's 90 minutes. The rest yeah. of them are an hour. Yeah. I just gobbled it up, just uh, shoving handfuls really? of it into my mouth. There's so much good music and so history. Music. And it, it's just, there's so many stand up and cheer moments. Like I, this band of kids in, in 1977, the yeah. Bronx yeah. putting together the hip hop crew, this other group of kids who were like, she wants to become a disco star with her friends yeah. and the music industry and the disco scene, and drugs and crime and, and, political corruption i just gobbled it all up and and, so much and when all of the musical numbers are so spectacular and the big finale musical number i stood up and cheered (laughs) i was watching it by myself and i stood up and was pumping my fist in the air when the episode was over i rewound it just to watch the closing musical sequence again yeah the get down was excellent and if you are like me and you're an asshole who slept on it you really should fix it it's it's fun it's like and like you said it's not perfect no it's it's got it's got a couple of things that that bug me about it i you Um, know i read some stuff about it and read that it was one of the most expensive television productions ever really yeah because of Baz Luhrmann it's it's because huge production value sure sure sure. it was incredibly expensive to make but it was also an incredibly troubled production I've heard rumors of that they were writing they were doing rewrites on set yeah actors were working incredibly long hours I mean it was supposed to be more episodes than six but they they eventually like had to throw in the towel and say you're out of money wrap this up yeah chopped it down into six episodes you know and 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 I think that's one I have maybe two major beefs and a half beef with it and one of my major beefs is it feels truncated yeah, it it really does feel like there was stuff, more stuff that was supposed to happen, and which leads into the 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 other big beef I have in that 
as wonderful as it is, there's too many moments of tell and not show where they're telling you something is important Mm -hmm. rather than showing you something is important. And I think where it shows up the most for me is with Ezekiel's mom. Like you hear this, you hear him talk about and other people talk about how his relationship with his mom has really informed him as who he is as a person, Mm -hmm. but you never see the relationship between him and his mom. Wait, do you want a flashback? Yes. It would have to be because I don't tell me it's important. Show me how it's important. You know, I feel like that kind of underscored his sense of loss. Spoilers, Ezekiel's mom is not alive. Right. And well, not, neither is either of his parents. Or I don't think he knew his dad, right. but his mom has definitely passed away. Right. Yeah. Uh, in an early moment, he yeah. writes, he's, he's an aspiring rapper. Yeah. Um, but this is well, before no, the word rapper. No, he's, he's an aspiring poet. <laughs> yes. Is, is really what he is. Well, he becomes an aspiring rapper or an aspiring wordsmith. For a wordsmith, teaching. yes. Um, but like, there's a scene in his classroom where he reads yeah. his poem that... Uh, or he doesn't read this poem that, <laughs> that he wrote about his mom. And, and I don't know. I kind of thought that that worked. Like not seeing all of that, like you have to share in his loss. Like you don't get to have those experiences with his mother. You just have to take his words, which he is entirely of his words. Yes. You have to take his words to tell that story. And I never felt like I was, I was like robbed of his lot, his sense of loss. No, 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 I no. felt it. Because no, yes, absolutely. No, I mean, great his, lyricist. His, uh, the, the, the story centered, centered around the loss of his mom is real and visceral. And I felt it too. But again, I, I guess it just goes back to, it feels like there should have been more and it feels like it's been truncated. And I, I, and, I, and I think a lot of the stuff that got left on the cutting room floor because of budget and time might've been the flashback scenes with his mom. Oh, that, that, yeah. You know, well, maybe I mean, there's still if they if they get a second season, I doubt it. I doubt it, too. But I, I really it. hope they do. I really hope they do, because I want to see where this crew is headed, because the entire the entire series is also told in a flashback, because at the beginning of every episode, there's like this. I don't know, this Jay-Z, this this like basically it's a we're seeing we're watching a concert in the 90s in the 90s of a state big big name stadium concert rapper right and he's re- retelling the story of how he got started via music via rap who's played by a different actor but he's voiced and rapped by Nas yeah yeah um yeah. which is great because it doesn't have the same intro for every episode no it's like he's telling a story but you get like different little bits of the it it works so well it works so well i also really like a, just for me personally yeah. i as somebody who has an incredible fascination with both 9-11 and the world trade center <laughs> hold yes. on and yes. i don't have a fascination all right i should take that back i have a fascination with the world trade center yes not with do. 9-11 i'm not a 9-11 conspiracy theorist. no no no, no not i at all. just am fascinated with those buildings yeah so that's why i love yeah. things like man on wire sure Sure, uh, sure, anything sure. that like pays homage to old and old downtown New York. Yeah. Yes, there's there's a scene in the Get Down where Ezekiel goes to an interview for an internship. Oh, right, you were telling me about yeah. this. Yeah, and he and he goes to the World Trade Center. All of the interiors of the World Trade Center are shot in the skyscraper where I go for my day job. Nice, and have for years. So he's like walking, rushing through these hallways, and I'm like, that's where I walk, rushing <laughs> every single morning because I haven't been on time for work in like two years. <laughs> Uh, so that was kind of special for me. Um, I didn't really want to spend two ep- like another episode talking about yeah, this. Yeah, you yeah, talked yeah. about it last month saying watch yeah. it. I just really wanted to say, hey, Nelson, yeah. boy, were you right. Thank you. Yeah. It's excellent. No, it is. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. I, I, I mean, I'm definitely rooting for it for a second season, but it seems unlikely. Not holding that breath. Yeah, it seems unlikely. Uh, I, I enjoyed that a lot. And uh-huh. then immediately upon finishing that yeah. was when uh, Netflix dropped Luke Cage. Oh, right. New Marvel. I, ha- I have not watched so, it yet. Yeah. I have not watched then it. Then I won't say a lot about okay, it. Okay, yeah. 
I will say that it's excellent. Good. I loved it. It's also not perfect. Okay. I feel it it um it drags a little in the middle in like in the in the last third. How many episodes? 13. Oh, it's, it's like all of the Marvel universe. Okay. Okay. Uh, shows on Netflix. It's 13 okay. episodes. So like like the basically the second act is a little draggy. Yes. Okay. Um and but it's not imperfect. It's just some things like they'll do a thing, they'll spend like a long time doing a thing. Uh-huh. And then it didn't work. So you have to spend a long time doing the next thing when <laughs> you feel like you're kind of padding an episode. But it doesn't matter because there's such a rich world. Uh-huh. It's, it's first one of these uh, Marvel Netflix shows that doesn't take place in Hell's Kitchen. This one's set in Harlem. Okay. Um, and, you know, there's... there's Wait. Oh, okay, well, yes. Daredevil takes place in Hell's, Hell's Kitchen. Kitchen. Jessica Jones takes place in Hell's Kitchen. That's true. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, in this m- mythical Hell's Kitchen that isn't like <laughs> the entirety of a bunch of a bunch of rich white people yes. in farmers markets because yes. that's exactly what that's it is what now. <laughs> Hell's Kitchen is not the gritty hellscape. <laughs> it's also it like, was in the eighties. It's, it's not now. It's also basically a five block radius. Yeah, it's, it's a, not it's a, big. It's a small neighborhood. It's a small neighborhood that you, if you are listening to the show, will never be able to afford to rent in. <laughs> Nobody. Yes. Exactly. Or if you're hosting this show, you will <laughs> yes. never be able to afford to live in. No. Um, but anyway, it's it's. It's got, uh, there are some great characters. Uh-huh. I was surprised how much I liked it. I never read Luke Cage books. Um, I liked him oh. as a supporting character on Jessica Jones. Oh, yeah, but yeah, not, yeah. I didn't think he was like compelling enough for a whole show. But I still well, gave it he a shot. Well, he wasn't really utilized very well True. in Jessica Jones. No, he, uh, he, he was, was utilized, utilized in a lot of awesome sex scenes in Jessica yes, Jones. Yes, he Hell, was. Yeah. This, this series. He was very much a two-dimensional character in Jessica he's, Jones. He is an amazing, <gasps> fascinating character oh, in wonderful. his standalone and he's wonderful, his wonderful. world is populated by incredible supporting cast of amazing characters can i, can I ask a question if there's I, an incredible soundtrack there's ooh. some great action there's some great like kind of cop drama stuff oh um there's romance there's it's it's there's a lot going on i have, for a, it. And I have even a question with, wait hold on even with my little complaint yeah. about it dragging a little bit in the last yeah. act I, it's still i still Absolutely loved it. Oh, good. Absolutely. Good. I will, that's a glowing. I was going to watch it anyway. It's though. got the best celebrity cameo of a celebrity playing themselves. I've seen. <laughs> fuck. I think I've seen uh, since, tell Bob, me. since Bob Barker was made that cameo in Happy Gilmore. It's it's the best one. <laughs> don't tell me. Don't Where like you me. see the actor and you're yeah. like, oh, that's so and so. And then like somebody looks at him and is like, hey, you're so and so. And you're like, oh, shit, he's playing himself. This is one of the most excellent things I've ever seen uh-huh. is that like in this show, it's it's very, you know, gritty, grounded sure. yeah. in reality. Oh, absolutely. Um, and he doesn't wear like the costume he did in the 70s because that would no. be ridiculous. Yeah. Instead, he's just like it, it, could, it couldn't be any more timely and poignant than he, he's a bulletproof black man who wears a hoodie. Yes, I've, I've, I've read some, high, uh, some headlines that talked exactly about that. There is an episode yeah. where they acknowledge the you remember the ridiculous costume he wore in the 70s where he was like basically a disco costume yeah the yellow like, shirt yellow with shirt a, with like a, a chain belt chain belt the silver headband yeah. and bracelets yeah yeah they acknowledge that <gasps> costume in in such a brilliant <gasps> way that it deserves a round of applause nice. they acknowledge it without nice. ever using it nice, and nice, it's nice, it's nice. it's just brilliant they, jessica jones also has uh one of those moments yes. too yes where yes. they acknowledge her old costume and jessica jones is like i'm not wearing yes. that yes. fuck you um this is what i would say about i don't know why i'm reaching across the room at you <laughs> this is what i would say why are you pointing at me I violently I'm, I'm feeling really i feel really Powerful. I know you are. You feel like you feel like it's it, such a good show. Okay. If I ranked how much I enjoyed 
the four seasons of uh-huh. Marvel shows on Netflix so far, sure. I would rank them as such. My favorite, yeah. Jessica Jones. Second, yeah. Luke Cage. Third, Daredevil season one. Fourth, Daredevil season two. Really? Yeah, I really like Luke Cage. It's that good. It's really good. Wow. Okay. Okay. The, the only reason why I haven't watched it yet is because I October is my busy month and I just don't have any spare time. Um, uh, after, after Halloween, I'm going to have some spare time and I'll binge watch the entire thing over a weekend. It is a busy month for you. It is. It's a, I'm, I am crazy, crazy busy. Crazy busy. Um, but I'm really excited to watch Luke Cage because, um, you know, and I think I've told the story before, like uh, a lot of kids have stories where they find, you know, like their, their parents, like porn stash in the back of a closet somewhere. Yeah. I found my dad's giant box of comic books in the back of the closet. I remember. And he has, um, he had basically old school Marvel. I mean, old school for him, Marvel. Mm -hmm. And, uh, just a shit ton of Power Man and Iron Fist comic books. Damn. Just a veritable shit ton. And so when I was growing up, I was reading, uh, Power Man and Iron Fist alongside with Batman and, all of his old Spider-Man and Defender comics and all of my Flash and Superman comics. And so a lot of that intermingled in my memory, childhood memories. So I'm really excited to watch this. Because, I'll bet. You know, because uh, I will probably get a lot of the winks and nods that a lot of people won't. There's a lot of them. And you there know? are a lot of, I, I mean, I did a lot of uh, Marvel Wikipediaing <laughs> afterward to see how many of these characters came from like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From Luke Cage, Power Man canon. Yeah. And it's a lot. I'm a little sad that there isn't a reference to uh, Iron Fist, to be honest. Well, Iron Fist is, is the next series that comes out. No, I know. And then... And, and then Defenders. I know, but I kind of... I kind of wanted like a little crossover? I, maybe for like one episode. I just kind of... Because the, their their relationship as friends and business partners is is the whole reason why that book was such a massive success. Maybe they're going to save that for Luke season two. You know what? I one can only hope. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think this is a spoiler, uh, but uh-huh. the the one character who so far has tied all of these series together, uh-huh. she shows up. In oh, the nurse, Claire. Yes, yeah, Claire. Uh, what's it? Wait, Rosario what's, Dawson. No, but she actually has a Marvel's like superhero code name, like Night Nurse or something. Yeah, Come she's on. she's Night Nurse. Yeah. I love that it's all in the same universe, and I love that there's a reoccurring character in all of them. I'm kind of I, I'm uh, at the point. I think Luke Cage was the one that made me go. Marvel small screen yeah, is winning me it's over. Killing it. I think yeah. I care more about this than I do another Avengers movie or another Thor movie. I, I am not excited about another Marvel movie, to be honest. Maybe 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 a Guardians of the Galaxy. I want to see that, but oh, I'm you're not, not. You're not thrilled about Doctor Strange? I don't know. He's a magic wielder. I know, and I do have a I do have a soft spot for comic book magic wielders, and I and I do love Doctor Strange. Yeah, but I don't know. I just I'm gonna go watch it, and 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 I'm hoping to be pleasantly surprised. I think maybe it's not just necessarily what they're doing with these characters versus what they're doing with the big screen. I think maybe I'm just my tolerance for movie storytelling isn't what it used to yeah, be. And I, yeah. I, I think I'm growing more and more accustomed to episodic storytelling yeah. because you can do a lot more with nuance and everything doesn't have to end in a gigantic explosion, 20 minute CGI apocalypse. Yeah. I think, you know what? I, I'm right there with you. I think, I think I'm getting blockbuster fatigue. I don't need them like shoving in a fuckload of action figures at yeah. the halfway point in the story yeah. when you have 13 episodes to slowly introduce and build and develop these characters I and want, make me give a shit. Yeah, I want to savor the moment. I want to get to know them. I want to get to know them. Uh, uh, you know, I, I don't want to I don't want to be told their origin story in the first five minutes and then basically have everything crammed down my throat for the next two hours. Avengers Age of Ultron would have <sighs> worked so much better 
as a 13 episode TV series than it did as a three hour movie. <laughs> yes. Because it was just. It was a hot mess. It was just. Oh, it was a hot exhausting. mess. Exhausting. It was. Yeah. It was a hot mess. Um, all right. Awesome. Lots to look forward to. I can't wait. Yeah. I can't. Can't wait. Watch that shit. Uh, I haven't really been consuming a whole lot because, again, I've just been so busy. Um, but I've been feeling really weird lately. Like, oh, weird, even for me, weird. Like, I have been, the, at least in the past month or two, the most uh, uh, prolifically creative thinking on my part. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Where I'm like, my brain is pouring out nonstop ideas for like magic tricks and stories and shows and. Uh, circus stuff and like and 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 my notebooks are just getting full and full and full of all of these ideas and and I am all gung-ho with pre-planning and gathering materials and gathering resources and props and all that stuff and then somewhere along the line I hit a wall and it just peters out and I have zero follow-through and I'm just it's I, I haven't really experienced this before in my life like usually I have like it's either Three phases, right? Like I'm actually just, I'm okay. I'm generally happy and content and life is going along swimmingly. Mm-hmm. Or there's that middle ground where I'm very productive. I'm a productive member of society. But, you know, it's, I'm basically just kind of living day to day, right? Mm-hmm. And then I have like depression, right? Or blues or blah and down. This feels weird because I feel like I, my brain is thinking more creatively than I ever remember being. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm setting up all of these, all of these ducks in a row, if you will, if you'll pardon the, the, the metaphor. Mm-hmm. And then I either lose interest or I get distracted with something and there's like no follow through. Like I don't actually finish any of these ideas. And so I'm just feeling weird. I don't know. I don't know what that is. It sounds to me like your artistic life is doing an impression of your love life. <laughs> <laughs> you never fail to to, to uh, am I wrong? I don't know. Okay. Please explain. I don't know. I'm not going to. Um <laughs> I don't want to take but that 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 state of like kind of confusion where you have like yeah. these flurried moments of like of inspiration and ideas sure. and then but then very little on the execution end of it. Right. Or, 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 or follow through or finish or ambition or, to do execute. Yeah. You just keep coming up with the ideas is like, is a pretty apt description of like most of my career. And I'm not, now I'm not, the first one was a punchline. This one's like serious. I, I just carry notebooks that are just full of ideas that yeah, I'm just yeah. not going to execute. Yeah. That, that, and I find difficulty uh, finding the, the motivation to like actually see anything, any of these things through to fruition. I but don't that's, know. A, that's been your creative life so as it's far as you can remember, right. right? But this is new for you. Brand new. It sounds, it, it, I, I mean, I don't know. Every time you have any kind of problem, I suggest therapy because that sounds a little like, it sounds a little manic depressive. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. A little, a little bipolar. Like I'm you not, have these upswings right. where you're getting manic and you're full of ideas and inspiration and you feel joy from that. Sure, sure. You feel inspired and having the ideas and writing down notes of the ideas right. feels good. It's nourishing your soul because you're like, I'm thinking i'm creating yeah i have things that i can do right then when you find yourself in the position where you can go through this list and start executing them yeah then it's nothing but like 
dread and everything is becomes daunting and you're like, oh, why I this I can't do any of this or I don't want to do any of this or I don't know how to do any of this. Oh, wait, which is you, when you're on the downswing of the depression. Are you telling me I'm manic? Am I actually manic? Is that a th- I don't know. I don't know how mental health works. I've only been in therapy for four years. Ask me when I've been in therapy for eight years and then I'll answer. I guess, I don't know. Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess it's time for me to seek out a therapist. Uh, now is time? Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I don't know if like manic depression is something that develops later in life or if it's something you have the whole time because again, I don't know, I don't know. very it much about mental health. Like, but, I did, like, but I'm still like, do well it doesn't I'm, I'm just i don't want to make excuses for my mental health but uh all i'm saying is it feels weird and it's brand new that's all i'm saying well you still have ideas so yeah. you are not all is not lost no 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 and i mean this I mean, could be just a block because oh that's true that could also be because thing. blocks come in many forms that is also true. and they yeah. they evolve over the years so maybe this is just a new version of it that you haven't had before where you're like but i have ideas i just can't execute them it's just a different <laughs> well kind it's of- also i mean i've I, I that's not how my creative process works like i i basically get a nugget of, of an idea and then i sit on it for a really long time as it evolves in my brain and ends up becoming a thing eventually that's almost unrecognizable from the original nugget of the idea because I've been developing it in my own brain and my own process for so long. Right. This is seems this seems new in that I'm coming up with what I think is really damn good ideas. Um, not all of them are feasible, but they're still good ideas. Uh, but the ones I can execute on, it's like uh, effort and work and yeah yeah things i don't know what to tell you oh wait yeah i do therapy <laughs> okay well you know what if you uh have a therapist you like that you'd like me to introduce to me please shoot us an email at epicpodcast at gmail.com that is epicpodcast at gmail.com i have an excellent therapist and i am not going to recommend her to you no i don't want your therapist good because she knows so much about you oh dear <laughs> <laughs> I feel it would be a conflict of interest. Yeah, I don't think I don't think she would take me as a kind. She knows a lot about you. This is not a joke. I'm uncomfortable. Let's let's move on to the interview now, please. Oh, have you had enough of this? Yes, I don't want to continue. Did it this. get a little too real? I, it, this is I don't like this. Let's Lugo. let's let's talk about uh, other things, please. Let's talk about something that you like. Okay, what's that? So. Well, we're not going to do it now. We're going to do it in our interview. Well, let's tell them what let's tell them what we're going to talk about. No. No. We're going to introduce it. It's probably going to be in the show notes, by the way. It's going to be in the title. <laughs> Folks, we're going to take a quick break and we will be back in just a moment. Losers in other words. Well, I think <laughs> I Sure. I te- no, I'm teasing you. I'm teasing. Suck on it, Trebek. Suck it long and suck it hard. Trebek, Trebek, Trebek. You can suck it, Trebek, Trebek, Trebek. And you can suck it, Trebek, Trebek, Trebek. You can suck it, Trebek. Hey, Alex, I'd like to buy a vowel. Fits of which you've run afoul, bro. I double dare you to press your luck with us and our crew. Let's make a deal or no deal. You brought this family and feud. Please forgive the vitriol because we get a bit bombastic when it comes to Jeopardy. Well, I prefer Dan Patrick. Call us losers, then backtrack it like you didn't really. 
show that's made for geeks. You what you think we wouldn't see it? Yo, I'll extract at you best check your neck. You got no respect for the nerdcore set. While we don't forget, we've been known to forget. So if you're genuflect, we might let you live. Yo, I heard you called the squad nothing but losers. Well, the only thing I lost was a couple of tumors. While we on the subject, I think you lost your mind. Like your mustache, man, you really crossed the line. Seems ill-advised to diss a group of backpack rappers. Flip the script, bunch of fans is black hat hackers. I'm the IT manager, party go daily double. Where I'm party get MCs, it's bursting the bubble. I used to come to Jeopardy to learn more stuff. Now you best to not be messing with my nerdcore buns. Rise away if you can catch it, grab a surfboard, love. Oh, we stole your demographic, this The turf war, bruh, they said you calling me a loser That's news to me Oh, you mad you lost more viewers than there used to be You mad I'm brighter than some fireworks from Jubilee And I do math while spitting fire rocking two degrees Double degrees are daily double to the maximum How the book dumped it in the platinum Why they crack the hack in them The fact that I'm still defending fans when they laugh at them Do a cool let them know how nerd life attacks Something's right, never forgot Knowing losing isn't an option The greatest undefeated champion of the game His name is Watson Up in the news, dropping the clues Setting the record with a new score Who is dual core? Trebek, you're not as clever as you endeavor to seem. Hope somebody scribble loser on the podium screen. Doubling your daily this dose, cause you're just that wrong. You still look weird without your mustache on. And, and you haven't worn it for a while, but it still looks weird. Put your mustache back on. What is a bully? A phony? I know it all with all the answers. Who is full of baloney and only always condescending? Who's the meanest Canadian? Plus the cheapest comedian who left his lane and jumped the median? We're only teasing him. The reason I'm reacting isn't that you called us losers. We are. We base a genre on it. Boss can all be used We are. But you were rude to Susan. And the goes to show her that you dope. Alex, really a joke. You host a trivia show, And what Alex. did you expect when you're making funny guests? Joyful smiles that you wreck. Here's a song for you, Trebek. But I'm really not upset. In fact, I'm quite surprised. The first press that we've gotten since When? 2005? Alex Trebek, you lost a lot of respect. I gotta check you off the rip for coming out of your neck. Talking sideways about nerds, you a trip. Guess you hadn't heard geeks make up half of your viewership. Nerdcore is home to some serious lyricists. I'll break it down in a format you're familiar with. This host gets posted on SNL yearly. Host a show for nerds and doesn't know that, clearly. No one likes to know it all. Condescending blow hard. Easy to be snarky when you're holding all the note cards. Susan got the last laugh and the cash. You're good at any show, this a lifetime pass. Georgie, you should start thinking before you speak. Your achievements are watching, smarter people succeed. But losers, my dudes, maybe he wasn't wrong. Cause we did spend all day making this freaking song. I mean, I'm not the only one who sees this as weird, right? I mean, this, this, is, this is weird even by our standards. Trebek, Trebek, Trebek. You can suck it, Trebek. Trebek, Trebek, and you can suck it, Trebek, 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 and you can suck it, Trebek. No, I'm teasing you. I'm teasing you. Ladies and gentlemen, our guest on the show this month is an actor of the stage and screen. She can currently be seen on Fox's Gotham. Please welcome to the program. Leslie Hendricks. Hooray! Oh my God. The throngs. Oh, the crowds. No, Here no. she is. Far more people in the studio than you realize. <laughs> Hello, Leslie. It's my entourage. <laughs> 
They, we were we were warned uh, by your agent that yeah. you would be bringing a tremendous number of people with you. Yeah, yeah. For all of your podcasts, hangers that are, on. I, I understand the masseuse, but sous chef. <laughs> Do you really need a sous chef for this? You never know. You know. Uh, fair enough. I could get. Fair, you know what? I'm not an A-lister. I don't know the needs <laughs> that you require on a daily basis. I don't know what those needs are either. <laughs> I'm like below the D-list. <laughs> That's honestly. No, you are selling yourself short. Do not do that. I shan't. All right. Now, Leslie, you are currently on the third season of Gotham. Mm -hmm. And you play the character who is the head of the Court of Owls. Well, Well, it's never mentioned. It's It's never mentioned yet. It's a secret shadow organization. It is a shadowy cabal that controls all of the... Right. Uh, ongoing sure. in Gotham, but and you, and you to may, wear owl masks as as of <laughs> <laughs> I guess yes. They haven't actually said the words "court of owls" yet, have they? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> it's just it's uh, our own. Okay, so those yes. words haven't yet been said. No, no, they have. But not. as readers of the comic book, yes. we, we all course, know. We, we all are. know. What's and going uh, maybe it's a bit much to say that you are the head of it. So far, yeah. you are I'm our the rep- face of. You are the, face, the face of this shadowy cabal. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so, I, I guess I don't even know where to start. I just, I, I want right? to ask, this is going to be hard to do because we're yeah. both such big fans of the show. Yeah. And, and uh, I've been a fan of your work for years. And, and so now had- to see this intersection of somebody <laughs> I know performing on a thing that I love yeah. is, it's, it's a lot. For his, me, his brain <laughs> is too big for his skull right now because it's basically like the Grinch's heart. Well, when it's I was grown three sizes, honest to God, I'm posting stuff on Facebook and I'm just trying to be, you know, as cool as possible as far as like no spoilers, no anything yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah. And immediately, <laughs> Schaefer is like the first one. Oh my god! 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 Really? So I That's yeah, Schaefer? even even I more find that hard to believe. Even more so than my 18-year-old kid. He, <laughs> pretty, he was pretty geeked out by this. So. I mean, you have the 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 styling that they do is is so elaborate awesome. and rich and just beautiful oh, and yeah. and you you posted a lot of selfies of it and so I got excited and was like, "Oh my god, Leslie's going to be on Gotham." And yeah, there was some point where the shot was just wide enough that I saw this green coat with like a a brooch on it and yeah. I was like oh oh I know I know who you are now that was I think that was that was the moment. do you have um in your in your career as an actor have, do you have a lot of experience playing a villain or is this is this your first foray um it's the most fun I haven't done this kind of thing in a long time no on stage I mean you play everybody sure, oh, sure. everybody yeah, yeah. and on television I tend to be uh, either the person in a suit or the person with a lot of money, always with the word bitch afterwards. <laughs> um, most of my roles have the word bitch after them. Wowzers. In my head. Okay. <laughs> in my head. Oh, I see. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> There's a lot to talk about. There's about so much. But, but I, because I promised when we, we were talking before we, we started recording that yeah. there was this, this kind of serendipitous moment that happened right when you got the part. Yeah, it was like uh, 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 I had just gotten home from being out of town for a month, and uh, I had recently gotten him a couple of Batman books. 
And who's him? I'm sorry. Oh, my son. I'm so oh, sorry. Okay. My yeah, son. Yeah, yeah. yeah, my son. Okay. Yeah. And 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 I don't know how the hell he gets all his information. He knows everything about everything about <laughs> the DC, the Marvel, the whatever. And I'm oh, going, sure, sure. where are you reading these fucking things? They're not in your room. I just mom the internet. I know what I'm doing. Anyway, <laughs> so he hands over this book to me and he says, Oh my God, this is so great. You will love it. You've got to read this. And it's the Court of Owls. And I went, okay. So I read it and I was like, no, oh, that was pretty badass. That was yeah. pretty great. So boom, I get this audition for Gotham. Oh, all right. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. And all they say on the breakdown is corporate killer. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What do I wear for that? <laughs> and then when I read over the scene, I went, I got a funny feeling. Uh, nice. And then boom, I got that gig. Nice. I I know. It just it was really it was it was just hysterical for me to be in a geek world and actually look at the sides and go, Oh my god, I know who I am. I know who I am. I know how to do this. Okay. So that book, that was the that was the first trait of the Scott Snyder's New Fifty Two yeah. run, where yeah. he created this yeah. this element of the Batman mythos, the, right. the Court this, of Owls. This, yeah. this, this new uh, enemy that has forever been there. This Gotham City uh, Illuminati yes. of sorts. Yes, which controls is, everything behind the which scenes. Which is probably the best new either organized crime or best new villain that Batman's had in a very long time. Oh, yeah. Uh, absolutely. So, I mean, Gotham has a very specific style mm-hmm. and a very specific way it delivers its story. It's 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 kind of over the top, but also grounded in its reality. Yeah. Um, did you get any special direction or instruction about how to play the character, or did you come to them with ideas and uh, they just kind of went with it? The latter. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. Because yeah. you knew. Because you knew what you were doing at that. Because you had read. Yeah. The, the I just had. I just had. Yeah. And I and I just went. Okay. I don't want to play this person as your standard run of the mill. You know. Oh, I'm the evil one who has all the power. And I went. No. Go the opposite way. Yeah. So the choices that I've made have been kind of different than that. And so Absolutely. far, they've just been like, Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Of of all the characters <laughs> in in this third season yours unnerves me the most oh good because because your delivery is so casually confident excellent and those are the ones that scare me the most because (laughs) they have nothing to fear got it Giggling lunatics are like they're 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 fun. They're a they're dime fun. a dozen. Yeah. They're a dime a dozen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, what's it like playing uh, opposite uh, David uh, Mazuz? Oh, David. Yeah, David. Yeah. Sorry, it's, I know. Well, yes. no, I didn't know either. Oh, okay. You know, I showed up and oh, where's David? David. Oh, oh, really? Oh, okay. No, he didn't say that. Oh, I was told. Ah, yeah, it's David. Okay. By his sous chef. Oh, he's a, yes. <laughs> Who <laughs> just follows him around? This sure. Are you hungry? Are you hungry? Can I get you anything? Um, um, he's just a doll. Yeah. What a nice kid. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, okay. So here's the deal. Sure. So it's always weird going on to a new set where you're the intruder. Somehow. Sure, sure. Yeah. Like the villain of the week, the flavor or, of the week. Right. Sure, yeah. or, or just whatever. And and it's always different with every show. And this one, boom right in and everybody is so nice yeah i'm not kidding oh my god. like i love it when i hear that people who do things i admire are nice oh my god every last person every last person that i have had interactions with uh-huh. nice 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 just awesome that that uh, yeah. fills me with joy because yeah. i because i hear lots of horror stories from sets of like popular TV shows, yeah, no. and it just it sours my experience of watching it. Yeah. And, and so I'm just so happy that yeah. you're having a good time. There. And everybody, well, and everybody there is just like, I love this. I'm having such a good time. I just love this job. Can you believe this? I get paid to do this. I read on your Facebook that you you kind of uh, you crept up on your co-star Robin Lord Taylor at Comic Con. I did. I told him I was going to come say hi because he was doing autographs. So I went in on Friday. I've now gotten to the point where. One day at Comic Con is my limit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Did you I, used to do the whole yeah. weekend? But Yeah. And that lasted maybe two years. Yeah. <laughs> you and me both, lady. Oh, you and me dude. Both. Oh, my God. It's too much. Saturday it's too much. is like one of the circles of hell. Yeah. It's just a yeah. nightmare. Oh, absolutely. Oh, Hands my down. Lord. It's, it's, not, it's not good for yeah. anybody. No, it's no fun. Yeah. So, uh, so I had to wear my gear because I went as uh, Walking Dead, the graphic novel Walking Dead, Andrea. Mm-hmm. Ooh. So I had my scar. And I had my freckles. You had your Dale hat. I had my Dale hat. <laughs> and um, and I come up to him at the autograph booth, and he looks at me, and he goes, Hi, can I help you? What would you like? And I went, uh, And he, honest to God, Oh, my, oh, my God! Oh, my God, honey! Just didn't recognize me. Because I didn't have big, big hair. Mm-hmm. And I that, had a big, that big scar. Crazy column of that hair that you wear on the show. Crazy. It oh. takes them so long. Wait, that's your real hair? That's my real hair. Wow. Yeah. They work on it forever. <laughs> it takes a long time to get that hair that crazy. And the and the first time when I was on there, I was like, wow, it's kind of big, really? And they're all just looking at me, just going, It's Gotham, honey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It like I said. Over the top. Yeah. Yeah. Just big uh, and fabulous. Is your office, your secret office, where is that? Is that an actual location or is that a set? Uh, that is a location. And we <laughs> shot it. Well, uh, can I say that? I can say I don't that. Know. I don't know. I don't know. You're ta- I have no <laughs> I, I'm not. Have, well, of course neither we, of us have signed contracts with Fox. Yeah. And well, I don't know what your NDA no, actually no, no. described. I don't believe I even have one. I just am a real nice person. Aww. I, oh. Oh, now. The, wow. So. Okay. Anyway, we'll oh, just well. store that away for the future. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, I've got questions now. So uh, we shot it at the Masonic Hall. Oh, oh really? Yeah, Wait, no which shit. one? The one on 23rd. <gasps> Nice. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> Incredibly fitting. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah kind of. Yeah. Secret yeah. organization <laughs> yeah. filming a scene involving yeah. a secret organization. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. And the room that we shot, you know, from oh, what you can see from overhead, mm -hmm. that great big long table and I'm mm -hmm. walking around the other way. Yeah. It's got, it's got a freaking, it's a theater. Oh, there's it's, like a whole balcony. There's a that. whole balcony. Yeah. Wait, wait, is all of that there? Like the table is there? Yes. <gasps> That's not a set piece? That's I an actual location? I don't think so. I don't think so. Holy it was all there when shit. I walked in. So aside from having just read the that, that uh, graphic novel right before you went and got the part, yeah. that wasn't anything new to you. You're a Batman fan. I'm a Batman fan-ish. I'm, I can't help it. I'm, I am. I'm a hanger-on. Oh, I uh, don't know. A hanger-on said... I saw The Dark Knight. It was great. And that's their Batman world. Right. You have played Arkham games and have, have posted angry statuses about frustrating moments in the Arkham games. That's, that's, that's yeah, a no, different you're, level of You're fandom. not a hanger-on, lady. No, but wait a minute. You're a Bat fan. The no, average but... bear does not play <laughs> Arkham City. Also, the average bear also doesn't read Scott Snyder's run on the New 52. You're not a hanger-on, lady. But I've never gotten through all of any of those Arkham games, and I play them on the easiest level, dude. So is he really for real? Yeah, yes, absolutely. Oh my God, I mean, I God. play. The, I mean, I play them a lot, and I finish them. So I always start easy, okay. and then I get progressively harder when I know what to expect. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, I haven't got the patience for that because no. if I get into a I boss have... fight and I can't like knock that <laughs> motherfucker down, it's just like, oh my God, yeah, I don't want to video... spend five days on one goddamn level. Every video game that I abandon is abandoned on a boss fight. Everyone. Yeah. And every now and then I'll go, oh my God, I paid 60 bucks for that game and I never finished it. Maybe I'll go back to it and load it up and I'm like, oh, this is why I quit because it's on a boss fight. <laughs> uh, I know I know. We, we spoke about this off, off mic a little bit, but I want to touch upon it here. Mm -hmm. uh, how much do you know in advance about your scene or where the story arc is going? I don't. At all? No. Because I'm not in every episode. Right. So, therefore, I don't get scripts for the entire season. So you don't get scripts for anything you're not in? No. Could you ask for them? Like, uh, would they give it to you as a courtesy? I don't know. I, I mean, at this point, I don't, think it's e it's ne I don't think it's necessary. Okay. Because it's not really that important to who I am and where I think I'm going. Right, because you are a separate animal from right. what's going on there. Right, yeah. that's one particular storyline that, yeah. that they are just giving you a little, you know, oop, going to drop that right there. Yeah. Oh, mm -hmm. Now we're going to yeah. wait a couple more episodes and, oh, hi, remember it, it, me? It feels like it's going to be like, like the late season. Well, they've been leading up to the big reveal or this storyline since like day one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, so, absolutely. absolutely. This is the, the Court of Owls is is tied to the murder of Bruce Wayne's parents. Mm -hmm. And so this has been his investigation over two years has, has kind of led to this. Along the way, of course, are these distractions where they introduce new, colorful, giggly characters that, that have short-lived <laughs> runs like Theo Gallivan and now the Mad Hatter. But, but this, is, this is one that feels more of a, a, a continuous through thread. And along the way, I'll be periodically trying to tap you for information that you shouldn't give us. 
thought I got none. That's just it. This this interview could very easily descend into just all Batman us being all the time. Chris Farley's character from Saturday Night Live. Or <laughs> and then remember the, the one thing that was really yeah. awesome. Wasn't, wasn't that awesome? Um, and we'll probably have to come back to Batman. But <laughs> okay. but I want to I want to talk for a second about um, a job you had before Gotham. Yeah. For many years, you played the cantankerous medical examiner, Doctor Elizabeth Rogers, on Law and Order. <laughs> Yes. You said cantankerous. That makes me so happy. Oh, good. I was for a second. I was like, oh, I fucked up. I picked a bad adjective. Oh no, that was a good one. Um, and and not just on Law and Order Prime, as it were, but on a number of the Law and Order series. All of them. All of them. All of them. You. All of them. You were on all of them. Yes. Nice. At one point or another. Um, was my weird job. My <laughs> weird part-time job. Is, I mean, I know you've you've done you've done movies and you've done theater. Was that your first ongoing television gig? Yeah, like that was re- like my, recurring. Oh, that was yeah. that was like my first real television gig. Wow! Oh, okay. oh wow! Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 I didn't even have my SAG card. Really? Wow. Yeah, yeah, for real. Um, I had done like I had done like background work and that kind of stuff on soap operas when we still had soap operas back mm-hmm. in the day. Yeah. I'm so yeah. old. Oh my god. Oh my <laughs> uh, god. We both remember that soap old. operas. So Woof. You are not that far off. Jeez. Yeah. So they hired me. I didn't even audition for that role. I auditioned to be a lawyer. Huh. Oh. Yeah. And then my agent called and said, okay, you got the job, but you're not going to play the lawyer. And I was like, oh, damn it. That was like a guest star thing. Yeah, what? yeah, yeah. Well, they want you to be a medical examiner. What? <laughs> I don't even know what that is. <laughs> I didn't. So I had to, like, you know, madly. Uh, what? I have to deal with the dead people? Okay. So I didn't know what the hell I was doing, like and like at all, really uh-huh. at all. When I first went, which one did you? Were you shooting on the main Law and Order first? Yeah. Okay. Because that was the only one. When you started, that, that was, was living. Only- yeah, ninety two. That was the first year that I did it. Oh, okay. And they had been going for one season already. Oh, okay. so, so you were that, that's practically the ground floor. Yeah, that. pretty pretty okay. damn close. Yeah. So the first so the first uh, uh, detectives I worked with were. Uh, Noth and uh, Paul Servino. Okay. Oh, okay. So I know. So I'm walking onto a set going, that's Paul Servino. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't know anything. I have to hit my mark? What is a mark? <laughs> really? You had oh, to learn everything on set? Dude, I didn't know anything. Wow. About wow. anything. Wow. Nothing. And every time, like when, and, and it wasn't, I didn't even know it was going to be recurring. And a couple of months later, my, my agent called and said, well, your character showed up in another script. I'm like, cool. <laughs> but nobody ever, like even I did that, sh- I did that and all the other shows for 19 years. Uh-huh. And nobody ever like actually said the words, you're recurring. Really? Or, oh, yeah. Yeah. You were just like, you just for, went gig to gig. You yeah. just, or episode to episode. You'd show up and you'd shoot yep. your stuff and they'd say, bye. Yep. And then a few weeks later. <laughs> yep. Or two months later. Yeah. Or, yeah. Wow. So from year to year, I never knew if I'd have a job or how many episodes I'd be shooting. Wow. Or, yeah. It was. Wow. <laughs> it was... Did, it get, did it get steadier when Criminal Intent came around? Because I feel like you're in almost every episode. Yeah. That's Crim- the one. There's, there's, a, there's a high Leslie Hendricks concentration <laughs> yes, in Criminal right. Intent. But um, also, as a related note. Uh, Criminal Intent is my favorite Law and Order series. Oh, there you go. So that's when it became more regular. Well, let's see. The, 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 that started in two thousand one. So yes, by two thousand one, <clears throat> it had been fairly regular. Uh, uh, um, 
Yeah. And then the last few years, I was hardly on the mothership at all. So criminal intent mm. was my bread and butter, baby. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, please kill somebody. <laughs> kill somebody. <laughs> Body of the week. And make sure you need somebody to <laughs> tell you what they ate. Yes. Did you, and I'll do Did it. you prefer when you got to do scenes with Goran and Eames? Did you prefer, or did you not want to play favorites because you are still friends with cast members? No, I didn't. I didn't have a preference. I oh, mean, okay. for the, I mean, for the longest time, it was it was just Vincent and, and Katie. Yeah, and then Noth came back, and right. he took over half of the. And it was like years since I had seen him, and it was it was it was just a different atmosphere. So it was like, oh, cool! It's fun when Vincent's here because, for one reason, and then it's fun when Noth's here because. We just laugh all the time. Yeah. That's all we did. Just laughed and laughed and laughed and then did our work. Sure. Yeah. Now, with that character, also, I mean, kind of repeating a question that Nelson asked earlier, mm-hmm. did you get to kind of create that character or did they know the kind of mannerisms and characteristics? You definitely developed that character over yeah. 19 years of being on the show. And, yep. and, there is a presence on screen when 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 Rogers is there, and you know who that character is, and you know that she's just over it. Yeah, <laughs> it's just just at the brink of exasperation all the time. Did you is that you? Did you add that to the character? Okay, yeah. Here's the deal. All okay. right. Ooh. So here's the reason why I don't go out for commercials anymore. Okay. Because the usual comment, like the last one that I can remember that I went to go, I put on my monkey suit, I go because I'm always, they never knew what to do with me, so I would go out for uh, spokesperson Mm. commercials. And the last one I did, the guy went, okay, um, you seem a little angry. Can you lighten it up a little bit? (laughs) And I'm like... Wow, I don't know how to do that because I'm just, I'm in a great mood. I, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it kind of is like my norm. So, <laughs> so what I think at first was my own um, intimidation and utter terror and having to remember med speak and not knowing what the hell I was doing. Uh-huh. That remembering my lines, not flipping out because Posuvino was there, not freaking out because I don't know what I'm doing. I think that it just, I naturally went back into the don't curmudgeon. <laughs> That's. Uh, and then they took it and they went, so, oh, that works. Okay. It absolutely yeah. works. It's, it's, everything is so sober and grim in all of the delivery. But <laughs> your character almost <laughs> provides comic relief by not being comedic. Right. But just by being like, ugh. It's her job. She's like eating a banana and talking about lacerations to the face. Yeah. <laughs> Never getting enough sleep, not getting paid nearly enough. Um, <clears throat> rotten love life. Just the worst history yeah. with men. Uh, Poor old Rogers just yeah. couldn't. They, and they really de- like developed her character more over the years. Like well, there's you know, there's a romantic the, relationship right. with uh, but it was, Bogosian's character, is it, that who it was? Yeah, it, but once again, it was just little, here, we'll just... Throw a little crumb there, Oop, a little, a little. Yeah, you know, look at look at who Rogers really is. But for the most part, like I've got this whole backstory that is so much fun. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and the shit that she would do when she got home after work. Oh, you know, I mean, just yeah. Is she yeah, is I, she a freak? Is she a? She was a stoner. Nice. Yeah. 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 Nice. She'd get home, put the kids to blaze bed. and bake. The them. kid, the kid, the kid who I was, I was obviously pregnant uh-huh. on the mothership oh really oh 
Oh yeah, there's one. You can hear my great big huge feet clomping on the floor as I'm crossing the floor. That has to be then the first or second year. That was in 18... No, 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 98. Okay. Nobody ever says anything. Really? Nothing. They ne- <laughs> You're never obviously acknowledge- pregnant? Yes. Nobody says but a they, word. Do, do they do all those, like, do, is it visible? They do all those yes. TV tricks. Are you, like, blocked by no, the table? It's- no, you're visibly pregnant? Oh, uh, well, I sure as hell could tell. Because huh. I look like a whale. I'm huge. <laughs> but they don't have you, like, carrying a box or something. Like, no, like no, all no, those no, things no, are no, on no, TV no, when you're like, no, right. we can still tell. Like, I'm walking dead. Who? Like, Tara. Tara has obviously been pregnant. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay yeah. yeah. They did a lot of blocking with Tara. And, yeah. and kind of like, it was so obvious on Mad Men when they did it with Peggy. <laughs> see, <laughs> see, oh my God. I've never watched a single episode of Mad Men. Oh, it's okay. Is it all right? It'll make you really, really angry. <laughs> yeah, no, okay, no. <laughs> you will appreciate the attention to detail and some of the storylines, and you'll definitely savor some of the small victories the characters get, but mostly uh-huh. it's just an exercise in being angry at men. Because they're Basically. just, oh, they're, yeah. just they're all horrible. I mean, it's the sixties. None and of them are redeemed. No, I'll wait None until after the goddamn election. Horrible. And yeah. you know, I catch yeah. my breath and I'm yeah. able to go. Okay, yeah. everything's okay. Yeah, so. when you're when you're when you're ready to hate men again, just, then turn. <laughs> even then, I still would have a hard time. Like, <laughs> oh, uh, well, hold on. I, I I actually want to backtrack just a little bit. Okay, because a little bit of a backstory here. Um. This is, I'm meeting you for the first time today, yep. uh, uh, Leslie, um, and it's a pleasure to meet you, uh, finally. The feeling is much better. Because, because, <laughs> because I feel like I know you, because Schaefer cannot stop talking about you. Wow. So here's my question. Y'all. How do you know Schaefer? I know Schaefer because... What year was it, dude? Uh, it, was, it was 10 years ago. At least. Like, it, it was 2005 or 2006. Okay. I went out to see a band called Captured by Robots. Captured by Robots from <laughs> Captured, San Francisco. Exclamation Wait, paint. do I know this band? No. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a, the band is a man. Oh, I'm sorry. You guys told this. The band is a man. Okay. Um, yeah. It. A friend of mine had seen uh, uh, this band and said, yeah, it's kind of a trip. You should go out. And during this time, I was taking Mommy's Night out, which was Thursday night. Sure. And I would go out and blow off steam. Yeah. And so I went to see this band and walked in and the opening band where was, was this was this San guy. Francisco where the hell was it no I, it was I, I couldn't I tell you what the venue is yeah, I, I have no, was I, this in New I'll, York? I'll just guarantee no, that it's not around it was anymore. in New York yeah, yeah. okay All right. yeah um, so I just happened to walk in about halfway through a set and he did Attack of the Clone Fucker because that's the one that honestly that was the one that I just went oh my god this man is god I have to meet this man right now oh dear oh dear I, I, I regret this question already. oh dude I laughed so hard I thought it was so fucking smart and funny I just I yeah. was beside myself and the other band was really horrible yeah. and the conceit was not enough to keep it the fear no um, I remember after that like it, it was that show and I was talking to people afterward and Somebody mm-hmm. said to me, hey, great show. The lady from TV really liked you. The lady Because <laughs> somebody at the show recognized you from Law and & Order. You and, and have I, to be kidding me. That's, that's why I started watching Law & Order. I was like, who is this cast member who liked my raps? <laughs> you could okay. have asked your mother. I, uh, I, well, then I did. And oh. then she was like, oh, the medical examiner. I know oh, who yeah. that is. Yeah, she was a big fan. I also did I. 
just immediately. Oh yeah, and then Facebook friends. My mom and, and Leslie became yeah. friends online. All right, so you played Rogers for 19 years. Yeah, you got to uh, bring Rogers back yeah. in a very special episode of Community. Yes. Um, what was that like? That was awesome. It, well, you know what? It was awesome because it was just so bizarre. Because I'd never done such a bizarre thing before as to like, okay, I'm going to fly all the way across the country. And mm-hmm. I'm going to be there for one day and I'm going to shoot this thing and then I'm going to fly home. Who does that? Real, <laughs> real actors do that. Uh, I, think so, it, I, I think you have to start a, just accepting that you're a real actor. I guess so. Yes. Yeah. I guess so. You, you really are. You, you, that's, there's, a, there's a body of evidence and a resume that kind of proves the point. But it's still, but it always feels like, I don't know. I always feel like I'm 15. You know? Really? Yeah, yeah. You still get kind of like new. you still get like the, a, the lights and the stars oh, and the yeah and like and, and and that old feeling of I really don't know what I'm doing. I really don't Seriously? know what I'm doing. Yeah, you've been at the game a while now. I've you been doing get... this. I've been doing this for thirty-one years now. And you still feel like like you suckered them. Imposter, imposter, imposter syndrome. Yeah. Yes. Oh my. Sure. Oh, I don't feel so alone anymore. Oh yeah. Oh no. Oh, oh. please. Oh my god. I, I I loved the the community episode. We were both fans of community. Oh, absolutely. And loved the show absolutely. and loved how much they paid homage to various pop culture things that yeah. they loved so much with like, such loving attention to detail and, yeah. and, and goof. And I loved that you played it like straight. it was an episode of Law and Order. It was like, straight as an arrow. Like I it mean, was perfect. You played, you played, it was just Rogers. It wasn't like Rogers with a wink. No. It wasn't no. Rogers tongue in cheek. It was Rogers. And that's like, I believed this joke that they were telling. Yeah. Well, that, yeah. yeah. That, I mean, that, that was the whole point of, of, ha- of ha- them having me on the damn show. How long had it been at that point since you had played Rogers on Law and Order? Oh my God. I mean, a year, two years? It's got to be at least a year. See, my brain's like a sieve, man. I can't even, <laughs> I can't remember the year that I did that. Well, Dan Harmon wrote me just the most flattering email. Oh, wow. Like asking me to he please do this. He just straight up emailed you directly? Uh, he, he sent it to my agent. Okay. And my agent forwarded it to me. Okay. And I went, well, I was going to say yes anyway, but now I'm really going to say yes. Uh, yeah, it was just like... Well, well, well. And yeah, what which, is it? It's, it's a yam? It's a yam. Yes. You delivered yeah. that scene. I believed it was a body. Yeah. It was... And, and you... Everyone around you is playing it ridiculously in parody. And I think the humor from that scene... The core of it is because you're playing it so straight, and everyone else around you is being ridiculous. That's why that scene is so, works and so funny. Excellent. I, I guess we're gushing again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> I don't know how much experience you have doing podcasts, but uh, let me tell you about ours. We uh, are really bad at interviewing guests. Yeah. We're actually bad at doing the rest of it, too, but we're especially bad at interviewing guests, and, and case in point, us just going like, oh, what, is, what is that like? <laughs> Well, okay. What's, what's I've your, never done it. I've never done a podcast. So this is stop, 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 this stop, is my, stop. Hold on, you've never done a podcast I've before. Never done a podcast. Wow. So I'm be gentle. You got a perfect record going. You've avoided this <laughs> garbage <laughs> corner of entertainment, <laughs> and now we've pulled you in. We've sullied you. I we've sullied you. Adore it. I adore it. I listen to podcasts all the. Oh really? What oh you, my what god! Do you listen to? What are you? What are your favorite things? Never not funny. Never not funny is good. Yep. 
Oh, that's, that's that's like one of like a few dozen that's on my list that I just haven't listened to. Oh my god, I gotta tell you, it's it, I started. I was going through a really hard time of it last year, and uh-huh. I started going. I need to look for anything that's going to make me laugh. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah, just yeah. anything, anything, anything. So I discovered. Huh, I just discovered Mister Show. <laughs> Where the fuck have I been? Yeah, right? Right? No, but that's great. No, I know it. So I was like, Mr. Show oh holds up. Absolutely. Oh, God. Puts me on the floor. On the floor. <laughs> um, but Never Not Funny is like having a bunch of stand-ups just hanging out in your apartment. Oh, nice. nice. And they're just hanging out and just riffing with each other. And for uh... some reason, they let me listen. I have nothing to contribute, but they're going, no, it's cool. Yeah. You can hang out. <laughs> Nice. So, yeah. Nice. So that one I listen to a lot. I listen to Undisclosed. Oh, yeah. I love Undisclosed. Um, they kind of run the gamut. I go I go from everything from uh, Sounds True, which is a new agey sort of a thing, mm-hmm. uh-huh. to Buddha at the Gas Pump, which is more spirituality. And then I'll <laughs> do the Walker Stalker podcast. And <laughs> then I'll jump over to, you know, whatever. Radio Lab. It's almost like you're a real person who I does know. real things. I know. I go to the bathroom twice a day. What? Is, yeah. Is Walker Stalker is that a is that a Walking Dead themed yeah. podcast? Yeah. You are a big fan of Walking Dead. I like massively. I've learned that I mean you I did already <laughs> bring up that you cosplayed as Andrea from the comic books. Um not not TV Andrea. No, no, no. Mouth scar Andrea. Yeah. <laughs> Still alive Andrea. Yeah. Rick's partner Andrea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is this the part of the podcast? This is the part where you, you take a knee. Okay. How psyched are you for the show to come back? <laughs> oh my god! Jesus I Christ. can't even. No, I know. I know it. I'm. I am so flipping out. I'm just. I'm like. Okay. I've already got a date. I, one of my best buddies. I'm. I'm gonna go back home to deal with more stuff at the house. Mm-hmm. And so one of my best buddies. I just went twenty third. You and me. What's the twenty third? <gasps> what the hell is wrong with you? Honey, what else happens in October other than Halloween? Oh, walking dead. Yeah, duh. I'm gonna be there. Okay, all right. So yeah, I'm really I'm yeah, like massive. I am I'm flying yeah. on the day and I'm already having like I I'm flying to Texas for a gig and when I realized it was that weekend, there was a part of me that for a moment was like, you know what? Maybe I'll say no to this game. Just in case right, there's right? some sort of flight problem the following day. I'm not gonna miss it. Yeah, uh, and then I realized I was being ridiculous, and that if I get stranded in an airport, I still have a phone. I'll watch it somehow. I'll figure well, it out. Well, no, because if you could stand on an airport, then what you're going to have to do is you cannot go on any social media. Yeah, you're, you're I can't. Completely fucked. Basically, yeah. were you massively pissed at the uh, at the hang at the um the uh, hanger the hanger? Uh, I uh, was spoilers. I was at first. But I kind of appreciate them because I, I can't imagine a bigger cliffhanger. Yeah. Yes. Um, and now, months later, I'm just beside myself with excitement. And now I appreciate that they did that. Yeah, me too. Um, is, it, I was is, is the cliffhanger less about the zombies and the horrors of human nature in Apocalyptic Wasteland? It is about the horrors of human nature. They have met the big baddie from the yeah. comics. Yeah. Predictable. Who... <laughs> 
Oh my god! Throw him out of yeah, here! Right? Get the hell out of here! The big baddie from the comics in in issue number one hundred. Uh, he met our group of survivors and he executed one of them brutally. Uh-huh. That issue came out when I was serving jury duty, and I read it, went and sat in the bathroom and cried because it's so brutal. Because when, especially in the books, you really invest emotionally in these yeah. characters for years, uh-huh. yeah. and so when they go, it's a it's a big moment. And this was a major, this was major a, death. It was, and it was brutal. It was the most brutal thing. And Kirkman doesn't, I mean, he doesn't fuck around. No. He yeah, just no. goes straight for the punches. jugular. No, yeah. Not at all. yeah. So, but this was the most horrible. Although, my kid, he goes, I don't know, Ma. I saw worse. <gasps> what? What? No, Where? Yeah. In, in, <laughs> in the graphic Vietnam? novel. But Lori. Lori and, and uh, Judith? Yeah. That wasn't as brutal. <laughs> See, to him, it was. It wasn't to me. Not to me either. No. I know. Yeah, I was... Do you have I any? was right. I talked about it in therapy. Did you really? <laughs> yes. So anyway, so the, as, the, as the TV series, even though it kind of, it, it yeah. deviates from the main storyline, it still kind of follows most of the same beats. Okay. It just got caught up at the end of last season and it ended at the moment when the big baddie executes one of them, but they don't show the audience who it is because, uh. because characters who die in the book sometimes live on the TV show and vice versa sure, or, sure, or they'll sure, swap out storylines. Sure, sure. So it gave us all summer to speculate who's going to get it. Right. Is it going to be the one from the book? Is it going to be somebody else? Or is it going to be two? Or is it going to be two, two of them? Two deaths in one. Two? Or is, say, one character going to get executed and another one finally going to lose his fucking hand? <gasps> I, okay, you've seen that clip then. Yep. Yeah. See, I don't think so. You think it's... No, I think, I think, that's, it... a, I think that's a red herring. I think that's a... I mean, he took his axe. And no, I know it. I know it. Because when I kept saw saying right hand man, I know. And when I saw the clip, I mean, just just seeing the 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 name of the clip, right hand man, yeah. I went, oh fuck, no way, no like, fucking way. Oh my god, this is the most inside baseball it it we've ever been in the history. <laughs> it isn't for our this. audience. It's just for you. <laughs> Our I am fans, stunned. the people, you know what? the you people know what? who listen to this show are fans of The Walking Dead. You're the odd man out. No, 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 no. You know what? If you're a fan of The Walking Dead, then please write us an email at epicpodcast at gmail.com. That's epicpodcast at gmail.com. If you're not a fan and could care less, send us an email at epicpodcast at gmail.com. You know, tell you what, we'll have a guest on sometime uh-huh. in the, who's a big fan of Doctor Who, and you uh-huh. guys can talk about it, and I'll take a nap. No, you won't, because I want you involved. That's the kind of friend I am. But that's too inside baseball. Yeah. No, fair enough. And that's a lot of years. Oh, that's fifty. Oh, that's some fifty. Freaking fifty years. That's a lot of doctors. That's a lot of years. You know, I. That's a big commitment at my age. To, you know what I mean? It's like <laughs> we're I don't not think that I far could... off, Leslie. No. <laughs> I'm not ashamed to say it. You are not nearly as old as you. I'm you are, pretty old. You are not. I just look pretty good. You look. Uh, You've got a lot more wind in your sails and life in you than I do. <laughs> <laughs> I have given up. You know what? A truest statement has never been uttered. A truest statement has never been uttered. Wow. Uh, you are resplendent, Leslie. <clears throat> Thank you. So, obviously, you have more episodes of Gotham coming. Yes. Okay. That was that was my way of trying <laughs> to get a. Get a, get a hint out of you that you're not going to be executed too soon. As of right now, I have not been killed off. Okay. <gasps> Do you have any you have anything else uh, coming up that you want to talk about? Um, anything you want to plug? Anything you want to? No, I'm at Hendrix Leslie on Twitter. 
and uh, I won't be your friend on Facebook if I don't know you. <laughs> can I can I be your friend on Facebook? Then? Yes, because we know each other now. Yay! Okay, dokie. Uh, and that's about it. My Hi. kids in college. I'm happy as a clam. <laughs> I thought I thought I was going to be really bright Hoken Bart Hoken sure. yeah, for yeah, a long time yeah, after yeah. he'd left. Yeah, not really. No, sorry. <laughs> I love him. I love him. Sure. I love you, kid. I know yeah, you're going to no, you love him. You love him more than he's not there. But it's it's. <laughs> you also have unfettered access to his comic books now. <laughs> yes, we're yes. coming over. Oh, we're going to thumb through so many issues. Hey, he finally got into Watchmen. Oh, oh finally. Good. All right. Yeah. A little late to the party, but welcome. Pretty great. Welcome Do- along. It doesn't matter. There yeah. you go. You, there's no, there's no ex- expiration date on Watchmen, just yes. like there's no expiration date on Mr. But Show. That is true. Yeah. That is true. I, I stand corrected. Leslie Hendricks. We would like to thank you so much for being with us on the program this month. You're welcome. Thank you. You got me out of the house. (laughs) (laughs) I needed to. Hey, Mark, I got one question for you. Would you kill me if I turn? Let's fight. Let's fight. Back to back till the end and let's try. Let's try. Not to get thick cause if you do, I, I swear on everything you hold dear that you will not become like them. I will dispatch you in peace you will lie. But if I don't make it out of this alive, this alive promise this alive. me you'll do what you must to survive. As the sky falls, all the world burns. Look me in the eye and tell me, would you kill me if I turned? So put your back against mine when they breach the fence line. Try to keep a cool head or else it's bedtime. If one bite breaks my skin and lets the virus in, toss me the grenade, I won't hesitate to pull the pin. Will you kill me when and if teeth rip into my flesh? Will you help me rest in peace, not to resurrect? I need you to promise me, swear by everything you hold dear. Are we clear? Look at me, will you answer? Don't fear. I will do the same for you, put one in your head. Burn your body, won't let them feast, won't be me for dead. Beast who can't sleep. Driven only by the craving for brains to kill the pain This rain will never end Now we must run, never rest Lest we become prey We can never win So it's best that you know one day You will have to do it Say you'll do it to me when it's time Don't wait for a sign Stick your knife into my mind And just twist Just twist Back to back to the end And let's try Let's try Not to get fit Cause if you do, I Swear on everything you hold dear That you will not become like them I will dispatch you In peace you will lie but if I don't make it out of this alive, this alive Promise me you'll do what you must to survive As the sky falls, all the world burns Look me in the eye and tell me Would you kill me if I turned? Well, would you do it? Given options, could you choose it? Would you do me in if I were turned into a true inhuman? Could you shoot the only dude that you have left among the ruins? If ghouls were still pursuing you, could you continue moving through it? Need you to convince me that you're capable of doing this I need to assure you I would do the same for you And if you should have to do it once I've risen Please keep this in mind That ain't me It's just a house that I no longer live inside Like those abandoned homes we broke in and stayed for a while Ghosts and broken picture frames Dead strangers frozen smiles Through every trial, every mile You've been fearless Even when supplies are running lower than our spirits Now once this passes and the monsters are defeated too I know the new world is gonna need you like I've needed you So if a sick one should ever attack and I turn Do it quick, run and never look back Let's fight, let's fight Back to back till the end and let's try, let's try not to get bit. Cause if you do, I, I swear on everything you hold dear that you will not become like them. I will dispatch you in peace. You will lie. But if I don't make it out.
out of this alive. This alive. Promise this alive. me you'll do what you must to survive. As the sky falls, all the world burns. Look me in the eye and tell me, would you kill me if, if I turn? Let's fight. Let's fight. Back to back till the end and let's try. Let's try. Not to get it, cause if you do, I, I swear on everything you hold dear that you will not become like them. I will dispatch you in peace, you will lie. But if I don't make it out of this alive, this alive Promise this alive. me you'll do what you must to survive As the sky falls, all the world burns Look me in the eye and tell me Would you kill me if I turned? Once again, we would like to thank Leslie Hendricks for being our guest on the program this month. She is uh, a, both a fantastic actor and a fantastic human being. Please check her out. She is playing the character of Catherine on Gotham. And Gotham airs Monday nights on Fox. Yeah. Court of Owls. They haven't actually said that name out loud on the show. That's true. So that just true. know that she is the head of the Court of Owls. Yeah. You'll I'll, know. You'll know. Just if she's you, a, tell you what, when you watch the she, show, <laughs> you'll hear her voice on this. Yes. And then when you watch the show, you'll recognize her voice and you'll be like, oh, that's who you are. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. She's now a villain in a Batman show. Um, but yeah, I guess let's, let's wrap this up. Uh, do you have anything to plug? I don't. <laughs> that was quick. I am working on rap songs for yeah. a number of people. This is the time of the year where I am... I'm, I'm still working on this EP with Shell Riley, but sure. this is the time of the year where I have a lot of guest verses uh, that I need to wrap up. And uh-huh. I owe guest verses all over the internet right now, so <laughs> I'm mostly You're spending just, my energy... You can't say no, can you? You just can't say no. What... I've got pitched a lot of good projects. Oh, all right. I can say okay. no, and I do, but yeah. I got pitched a lot of really good stuff this past month. Oh, good. So I'm okay, really good. busy working on stuff that's going to go on other people's records. But uh, eventually, I will uh, finish up that EP with Shell Riley, and mm-hmm. at some point in the future, I will get back to work on Junk Drawer 2. It's coming. <laughs> it's, it just, boy, that thing took a hard knee. It took two knees, and now it's asleep. <laughs> I'm taking a nap. What about you, Nelson? Do you have anything to plug? Um, I am doing uh, a whole veritable fuck ton of shows uh, over the next few months, and nobody can come see it because they're all private gigs. Oh. Um, but I still am doing Trivia Tuesdays at Wolf Tones Pub in New York City. That's Wolf Tones Pub in New York City. Yes. Trivia Tuesday. It's every single Tuesday, 7.30 p.m. It's free to play, and there are fantastic prizes to be won. Uh, other than that, I got a whole lot of them. Great. Yeah. Let's get the fuck out of here. Thank God. This has been the Epic Podcast, episode 48. I have been your host, Nelson Lugo. I have been your other host, Shape of the Dark Lord. Be safe, internets. Bye. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Epic Piecast. We'd love to listen to you, too. So send us your feedback, questions, love mail, hate mail, recipes, and fan fiction to epicpiecast at gmail.com. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via Patreon. Any size contribution gets you exclusive outtakes, episodes, and images from across the network. And there's even more perks available. Just head to patreon.com slash nerdyshow. To find out how you or your company can underwrite this or other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com slash sponsorships. 
If you like what you've heard, please rate and review us on iTunes. Like and follow us on SoundCloud and Audioboom, or subscribe and stream on Google Play. For more podcasts, articles, community forums, and more, visit nerdyshow.com. And be sure to follow Nerdy Show and the Epic Highcast on all of your favorite social networks. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. Leslie, thank you so very much. You are by far the most famous person we've ever had on this show. So thank you. Thank you for being here. Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you for having me. Also, it's, it's, it's just nice to have some company, you know, because we didn't have a guest last month. When we don't have guests, we don't see people That's ever. Also I don't yeah. see anybody ever were it not for our guests. Do you not have friends in New York? No, I, I have friends. We have lots of friends. It's just that we don't do anything anymore. We don't go out because the world is so disappointing and crushing and soul-destroying. That is almost unbelievably bleak. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. This sounds an awful... Shut up, Lugo. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.